0: Yes siree Bob, I am a plain human and you are listening to Astrobiological. This is Astrobiological, a semi-weekly podcast bringing you the universe in plain human. How are you going this week? My name is Ben, by the way, for those of you who don't know me. I've uh, been off for just over a week, just had some uh, personal issues to deal with, and I haven't really been able to focus too much on uh, anything of uh, podcast nature, or even to do with my YouTube channel or Facebook group, but uh, I've, uh, my brain started to wake up in the last few days, and I'm back. Whether you like it or not. So what have I been doing? I'm um, easing back into things. I've been uh, concentrating on the Facebook group, which has been doing okay. It's up to 449 members as we speak. And I'm trying to get up to 500. So if you're interested in astrobiology and um, just uh, yeah, exploring the universe and life, if it does exist out there, uh, then check it out. I'll put a link up in the uh, description section of this podcast. On the desktop, if you're listening on the desktop version, for some strange reason the links don't work within the mobile app. But I'm sure Anchor will fix that up sooner or later. But uh, the Facebook group's going really well. Uh, posts by members such as uh, Donald Kronos, uh, Anton Kronichny, uh Aaron Freeman. We'll see why I did a uh, collaboration on YouTube. Video, uh, YouTube, he put it up on his channel. Uh, that was the audio transcript of that uh, collab was uh, featured in my previous podcast. Uh, we spoke about sex in space, and it was a lot of fun. I guess sex in space will be fun. Why? Why the hell not? We're all big kids here. And uh, to that end, I've, uh, I've also done some other work with another YouTuber named uh, Fedor Steeman, a Dutch national who now lives in Norway. He runs a channel called Frenomethic, which is pretty interesting. It does a lot of stuff about uh, alien analysis and uh, stuff that intersects with my my area of interest. Uh, astrobiology. So we had a, uh, a chat on YouTube as well, which featured on, on his channel. We spoke about uh, a whole range of things, actually. Um, life in the atmospheres of gas giants, uh, among others. It was a pretty cool chat. I'll put the, uh, the audio of that up uh, later on. Now, I'm not a professional astrobiologist, or barely even an amateur one. It's just uh, something that I'm interested in pretty strange hobby you might think but uh, you know each to their own some like Star Wars I like astrobiology um, and I get to meet a ton of times some actual real life astrobiologists whom I'm trying to get uh, for interviews and stuff even just written interviews for my blog but I'm working on them um, guys like uh, Kuan Chandru who, who has worked for the Earth and Life Sciences Earth and Life Sciences Institute in Tokyo uh, they do a lot of stuff uh, they're currently um missions to Mars at the moment, working with uh, Jess's, uh, Jess's, NASA's space agency JAXA on a, uh, an MMX mission, a Mars Moons Explorer mission and I'm trying to get uh, in on the ground floor there to talk to some people uh, just to let you guys in on the fascinating world that is astrobiology, it really is interesting I uh, put up a little video on my Facebook uh, group yesterday which set up to really just explore convey some of the, the wonder that is astrobiology why is it interesting I mean in this video I think put it in perspective um, it's talking about uh, the recent discovery of a protoplanetary disk some 330 light-years away hailing from the I need to find the name of the system now just bear with me Here we are. Uh, Astronomers uh, using observations from the Atacama Large Millimeter Submillimeter Array Telescope in Chile, South America, have discovered uh, three disturbances in a gas-filled disk around a young star. The young star having the lovely and charming name of HD 163296. Guys, you've really got to work on those names. I mean, um, you can't give every star an individual name, but uh, geez, at least try. I mean, come on. That name doesn't really roll off the tongue, but anyway. They observed uh, localized, small-scale motions of gas in the star's protoplanetary disk, um, and bands within the disk, which have essentially been carved out by large objects plowing through the gas and dust. And these objects are likely to be planets. But I did a video about that. And the interesting thing about this this little this particular system is that the star the star itself, HD 163206, is only about four million years old, which is just a thousandth of the age of our sun. It's four point six billion years old, give or take. So, what's so great about that? You think? Well, just put it this way: a whole new, a whole new world in the making there. A sun which may one day give life, uh, light, and heat to whatever planets may form around around it. Now, okay big deal uh, but four million years. Four million years ago the earliest human ancestors, things that look vaguely like us, were appearing on the uh, the plains of East Africa, around the, uh, the Rift Valley and what is now Ethiopia. So within the entire history of the human race, a solar system has been born and is being born right now. That's just incredible. I mean, we call it we call ourselves a young race, but we're actually older than our star system, which is still forming now. And the fact we can see this happening is just it just blows my mind. And it's it's really is a, a big thing. It's very, it's a very Sagan esque moment. A very Carl Sagan kind of moment, just to to put it in that perspective for me. And I would just love to share that feeling that feeling is what makes this so interesting and and this so worthwhile this entire world out there I mean and life forming it's it's like pieces of puzzle falling onto the ground and, and becoming something new and just getting up and walking I mean that is just the most incredible thing and these planets and stars forming literally from gravitational influences of gas and dust just collecting and gradually collecting more and more as it, as it gains more mass, and therefore more gravity, and eventually, via some sort of process of soft organisation, worlds form. And going way, way back, that's that's where our planet came from. So that's that's why it's interesting. And this video, while short, um, is just a, a very small attempt to convey that. It's 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 pretty awesome. to that end I've I've put up a a call out uh, on Twitter uh, it reads a call out my YouTube channel is small but would any astrobiology folks be interested in working with it i.e. in the context of doing interviews or helping to show the world just how interesting this fascinating field is and then I put my video up which you can't see uh, because podcasting is obviously not a visual medium but imagination is so you need to imagine with me these worlds forming clouds of dust lead to everything everything we've done and achieved and are going to do um, come back from come back from come from a cloud of dust it's it's that simple that's an amazing thing it's just an incredible thing and when you look at it that way life really has no choice but to be abundant in the universe you'd think I mean we haven't found it yet it doesn't mean it's not out there and that's what i'm hopeful of that's why i why i'm into this you know and i'm trying to convey this this interest to other people and i hope uh, somebody out there um, feels the same will death lead us to life in other worlds i just watched a youtube video about coral bleaching and it got me thinking extinction is an integral part of life as is a death on an individual scale. As our planet has changed over the eons, so life has as well. It's had no choice, really. Life seems to thrive, or rebound really well at least, in the midst of incredible adversity. As I speak, astrobiologists and exoplanet hunters all around the world look at the stars, peering long and hard at infinitesimal specks of light. Around many of these weak little candles, planets move along ancient orbital paths. We have no way of knowing yet if life exists on these worlds. We only know that they're there. This will change, of course, as technology improves, as it always does, and our vision of the universe becomes ever clearer. We've already managed to directly see the odd exoplanet here and there. But what are biosignatures? What do they have to do with the search for life? Well, the recent discovery of complex organic molecules and seasonal methane on Mars is a precise example of a biosignature. Now, warning, these findings are not, in bold letters, yet, in brackets, direct evidence for life present-day are extinct on the Red Planet. They are in more letters, strong evidence, giving us solid grounds to now explore Mars in more detail. Both of these factors, the organic molecules and the methane could have abiotic origins, but it's also entirely possible that microscopic beasties, something like bacteria or archaea here on Earth, are or have contributed to this amazing discovery. For the sake of this discussion I want to call them biosignatures. They are for the sake of the discussion, indicators of the presence of life. The concept of biosignatures is actually commonplace to many of us, without even knowing it. Anyone who raced to see Jurassic Park back in 1995, as of course I did, was probably a dinosaur nut. These fictional cloned dinosaurs were patched together from preserved dinosaur DNA. Now, as far as I'm aware, such amazing feats of genetic engineering are impossible, right now. DNA can be preserved for a couple of million years before it naturally breaks down. Before Jurassic Park bucked my socks off, I had been in love with fossils of dinosaurs. A fossil is an example of a biosignature. It's an imprint, left behind in sediments by something that was once alive. It's a sign that something once roamed those parts, something like graffiti. Other examples of biosignatures include chemical markers left behind in very ancient rocks in places like Greenland and the Pilbara region of Western Australia. Some of these traces are literally chemical residue, altered and transformed by time Leaving behind a particular chemical signature that demonstrates the one time presence of simple life. What imprint does massive global extinction leave on a planet that is detectable from, say, where we are? The presence of life on Earth The presence of life on Earth has forever altered it. From several kilometers beneath our feet to the very atmosphere we breathe, life has become inextricably linked to everything that makes this planet habitable. Many projects currently looking for life in other worlds have begun using this approach to look for the telltale signs of life after it's gone. Now, if you're listening pleasure, uh, the transcript of the aforementioned uh, chat I had with uh, Fodor Steeman of the Phrenomythic YouTube channel. It was a lot of fun. A bit of a long one, this one. It's about 35 minutes, but uh, it's the sort of thing you can just... Um, on the background some of the sound quality uh, at my end is not so good uh, i apologize it's a uh, poor internet connection generally where i live in adelaide australia but uh what do you do but yeah you'll get the gist of it uh you just, uh, just two guys having a good time talking about something very near and dear to their hearts and uh yeah enjoy
1: life on other planets it's how did it evolve how could it have evolved how different or similar could it be to life on earth that, that is what i want to talk about in this hangout joining me here is ben from the channel astrobiological um he's from this little island west of new zealand called uh, uh new holland i think oh no it was yeah, australia was holland, it? yeah
0: yeah 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 ben, ben is land yeah yeah <laughs> Could you say it to the yeah. viewers? Hi, how are, how are you? It's uh, good to yeah. be here. Hi, Fedor. It's uh, good to be part of this chat.
1: Yes. For those who don't know uh, Ben's channel, um, you should really check it out. It's called Astro Dash Biological, and it's uh, it's been he's been around for quite a while, but um, for some reason YouTube has not be, been kind to him. He's, he's you know he's pretty small still, but let's hope uh, this year is going to be better for him. Uh, he's got a very a lot of interesting con- content. He's a bit rough around the edges, but it is actually part of the charm, I think. So, uh, and uh, you, t- <laughs> you talk a lot about uh astronomy and uh in biology, and also the combination of those two fields, yeah. Uh, astrobiology,
0: yeah, yeah, um, kind of merging together they're, they're yeah. interesting. Um, Among other things, a lot,
1: yeah, yeah, um. So when does this when did this uh, fascination with uh, life on other planets start? Did you always have it, or did you, did you recently kind of started combining your your two interests?
0: Oh well, I've got to say, obviously the uh, the whole life and other planets thing started for me. Uh, my first my earliest memories are of you know things like Star Wars and stuff like that. You know, like I think one of my earliest memories is of being yeah. seeing Star Wars when it came out. My dad taking me to set that in Sydney in nineteen seventy seven or whatever it was. So I've always like you know liked science fiction and whatnot, and I think that led to like an interest in science and, and outer space and life on other
1: planets. Yeah, we, um, we two actually, uh, we, we have a lot of lot of things in common, actually. We were about the same age. Uh, I also remember being small when the first Star Wars movies came out. I actually, I, for some reason, yeah. I had this vivid memory of, of um, a, a trailer for um, uh, The Empire Strikes Back being on television. And I was you know, totally psyched up to, oh, I really want to see that movie. But I was trying yeah, to, but my family responded with, "Oh, you're too young to watch that," and all that. So, <laughs> but uh, but my father, my father did get me to see, uh, take me out to, uh, to see uh, the Return of the Jedi. I remember that too. So, good good, good, memories, good good memories, good memories. Yeah.
0: yeah Were Anyway, let's. You, God,
1: yeah, let's talk about life on other planets. Um, yep. So we haven't really discovered it anywhere and we have no idea what's well, we have some ideas, of course, what to look for because, but the only example of life we have on that is life on earth. So what, what we're typically, what we're typically seeing is that we're just narrowing the field and just looking for conditions that are similar to, to, to those on earth. Meaning, mm, you yep. know, the Goldilocks zone, um, a, a running water, uh, in some form, um, and yeah. uh, and but, but water, even, water,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, but even our own solar system seems a bit desolate. <laughs>
0: um, out, of, out outward glance it does yes, yeah. Um, obviously, life is exploding on Earth, yeah, um, but uh, it seems we will just uh, it seems a bit of threshold. But you know, places like Venus and, and Mars, like Venus, well, if you look at the habitable Zone or the Goldilocks Zone around. Around the mm-hmm. sun, in which Earth sits comfortably in the middle, like Venus is on the, the the inner edge of it, so it's just inside, and Mars is on the the outer edge of it. So they're all it's also just inside this habitable zone, but they've just struck out through a
1: variety of factors over yeah. over the years, you know. Like, yeah, I wonder if, Venus if is sorry, you're falling away yeah. a bit. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you make a good point because both Mars and Venus they are on the edges of the so-called Goldilocks zone, and I'm wondering, you know, if mm. Mars, if Mars had been larger, somehow, uh, maybe you know Earth size, maybe it would have would have been habitable. What do you think? That would have
0: helped, but um, the lack of a magnetic field, I think, is what ultimately, um, well, lack of it, it, whatever magnetic field it may have had, it. it it didn't last long enough to have any kind of effect on Mars because it part of the reason life poppers on Earth is because it generates this electric electrical, I guess, that protects from the solar solar radiation. Which, in the case yeah. of Venus, stripped a lot of its water away because Venus, too, also has no magnetic uh, active magnetic field, yeah, uh, it shut down a long time ago and no plate tectonics either. Uh, but it, that led to solar wind stripping away quite a bit over the years. And, and Venus still actually, on a, I don't think Venus uh, at detecting water loss from Venus. You know, not much now, but mm-hmm. you know, both Venus and Mars suffered from. I think magnetic field was the single biggest killer because yeah. their water disappeared everywhere. But,
1: but I, I, I'm just wondering, what if if Mars had been larger, you know, bigger? Maybe it would also have had a more, you know, a better magnetic field. Um, yeah. I think I think the reason that Mars does not have a magnetic field, or, or not anymore in any case, is is uh, because it's it's got a smaller size, so it's got a smaller yeah. uh, um, what do you call that um, uh, surface to volume ratio. The, so it's it's been cooling down, and and its crust is is very thick, so that may have affected the um, yeah. convections inside. Yeah. That, I, I, I...
0: Yeah. Yep. yep. There's no convection. No convective um convection within the upper the upper core or inner core, and no plate tectonics either. And plate tectonics is an important factor in climate. climate. Yeah. Absolutely. Through heat, excess heat and whatnot, and you know water is an important part If water's not there, plate tectonics can't exist. And if plate tectonics can't isn't there, then climate is no. It it, it it acts as like a um, a thermostat for the climate. Plate tectonics yeah. does. Yeah, it releases excess heat and whatnot, and so Earth's climate is pretty stable as a result. Contact tectonics and continents and whatnot, and most likely shallow oceans as well, but for whatever reason they stopped, uh, I think about a billion years ago one and a half billion one years ago. But Mars, yeah, definitely Mars was bigger, it would be able to hold on to an atmosphere for a start. I mean, gravity yeah. does help.
1: Um, yeah, and maybe it would have had plate tectonics too if it was larger. But,
0: you know, we. Mars, Mars, is a real mystery, you know? Like, what what happened to Mars? Eh? That, yeah, you know, yeah, I think Venus is a bit easier to figure out in a lot of ways than, than Mars is. But, yeah, definitely Mars is, yeah, I yeah. think, just,
1: Venus, just that bit too small. Yeah, Venus, I think, maybe just a tad too close to the sun. You know, it's got this very slow rotation. And, and I, I don't know. I didn't check out the science behind that. But sometimes I think that it's kind of at the verge of being tidally locked. So it's, it's instead of, mm. you know, just being completely tightly locked it's just got a slow rotation and and i can imagine that that also didn't help in venus's evolution it
0: does doesn't it? it's 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 day is longer than it's year it's got this really yeah um the strange i mean the, his atmosphere is in a state of i think a super rotation is called it's 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 swirling around the planet a lot faster than can be counted for by the planet's rotation and nobody knows what drives that i mean things about mm-hmm. venus i was waiting to be found i mean we know more about mars they do at the surface of at the bottom of the ocean you know like but venus yeah. is just a mystery you know yeah
1: that's yeah, personally, is.
0: personally i'd like us to go there and, and and think about colonizing venus you know
1: yeah well yeah i've heard that uh, at a certain uh, level in the atmosphere the temperature and even the air pressure is actually uh you know it's 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 tolerable yeah. for, for humans We'd still have exactly. to wear suits. But... At a certain level,
0: yeah, at a certain altitude, the temperature is is, is about between forty, uh, between thirty and fifty-five degrees or something like that. So it, it gets pretty hot, but it's bearable for us. Yeah, that, and, that... and the air pressure is mm-hmm. is pretty much the same as what it is on Earth. You know, yeah. if we could uh, rig up, uh, oh, no, dirigibles or airships or floating cities, you know, we yeah. could we could live on Venus quite easily. And I think it's technically more doable than living on than living on Mars in a lot of
1: ways. Uh, yeah, by the way, 30 30 degrees after you looked it up for the um, American viewers, uh, because they might not know Celsius. Yeah,
0: I'm not sure what that is in Fahrenheit. I'm sorry,
1: Uh, I have no idea. I don't know what it is in Fahrenheit, it's 86 degrees Fahrenheit. So, yeah, I just looked it up. I think 38 degrees Celsius
0: is 100 degrees Fahrenheit, so yeah, yeah, that's right.
1: Our body temperature that's that's 100 degrees Fahrenheit.
0: You give or take, so yeah. When yep. it's,
1: it's 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 if it's 100 degrees, that's pretty hot.
0: Yeah, it's, it feels pretty uncomfortable, but it's 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 bearable for humans. We can manage You know, like in Australia, we, that that's a, like an average day to us, you know. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: 38 degrees Celsius, right. that's kind of normal, yeah.
1: you know. So we, yeah, how we how handle that all the time, we love it. How is the weather in Australia? I don't know
0: how... Sorry, I
1: beg your pardon. How's how the, weather is the, the weather in Australia? Weather? Yeah, right there, it's yeah.
0: actually okay, cold. It's cold right now. It's actually it's cold now for some strange reason it's been raining for the last day But uh it's been as, as hot as heck for the last for the, this summer so far Defined cold. It's uh, been really super difficult. Yeah, it's cold today how well, cold? cold by our standards, but yeah, how cold? I think it was 26 degrees 26, 26 degrees today. That
1: was a bit chilly <laughs> That's a nice summer yeah. day here in Denmark 20... <laughs> Yeah, 26. Yeah, that's a nice summer day in Denmark. That would so... be 80 degrees uh, Fahrenheit uh, if I can, yeah, that's it. beautiful. It's, it's a beautiful day. It's, it's the
0: postcard perfect day, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, where where are like, like in Adelaide, where I live, the city where I live, like we've had 49.9 degree days and 50 degree days, you know.
1: Yeah,
0: it's uh, we get really hot summers here. Yeah, so we, we, we're, of at a way f-
1: we're around freezing points at the moment, anyway. Let's go back to Venus mm-hmm. because uh, there's another interesting aspect about the uh, you know, the um. The, the atmosphere because there are some that postulate that it might be possible for venus or venerian i should say venerian microbes to live actually in in this layer in the atmosphere where the temperature and, and pressure is, is tolerable so there it's yeah. not completely excluded that there may be life on venus yes floating, floating yeah i've actually planet. um
0: i've read i've read some articles um from astrobiological publications. About um, dark streaks in Venus's atmosphere, and they some yeah. scientists postulate that they may be bacterial um, life or some sort of microbial life living yeah. in the clouds of Venus. Um, hey, who knows? It's highly possible. When it comes to astrobiology, what I like about it is that you can you can speculate a lot, yeah, and kind of you can really use your imagination a bit because uh, yeah, I don't think life has to be like Earth-like. You know what I mean? Life can. Life has a way of fitting it anywhere, anywhere, anywhere it ends up. Yeah. So who knows what's out there? You know.
1: Yeah, but, but what also frustrates me about that is that sometimes, you know, you get this news article on. on um, yeah. Sometimes you get this news article about, you know, they that they found this planet where there may be life because you know we got yeah conditions that are like Earth. And then you've got a lot yeah. of people relaxing reacting, oh but no, no, you know, you know, that's so narrow minded, you know, as if it's narrow minded to to narrow down the search for life to what we are. Oh, you know. yeah, no. So I don't yeah, a lot of people I don't know, I don't, maybe they think they're clever saying that no life could be anywhere. Well, we don't know actually. I mean it's possible that life oh, could no, be exactly. anywhere there could be life on, yeah. on, on titan but uh, but all the only yeah. example of life that we know of that is that is what we have on earth here and so we should maybe That's start it. looking with we have, we have no other
0: yardstick against which to measure life apart from life on yeah. earth we
1: can't there's no
0: other there's no other kinds of life with we can say you know with any kind of certainty exists anywhere like not on Europa or enceladus or titan yeah. or anywhere We. this is the only yardstick we've got dna DNA-based, carbon-based life that, that's made yeah. up mostly of water is all yeah. we know about, you
1: know? Yeah. So then it makes perfect sense to narrow down our search. Of course, we shouldn't have to exclude, but it's it's the more speculative mm. it gets, you know, the, the I think it becomes less interesting because, well, you know, yeah, it's possible. You could have silicon-based life. You could have, you know, uh, methane, I say, sol- solvents instead of water. Uh, yeah. That is actually a bit interesting, but still, you know, uh, I don't know, I'm, I'm not sold on the idea.
0: Uh, yeah, I, but... I, I personally agree, I personally agree with that. I personally agree that, like, um, them, yeah, people are going about silicon-based life and methane-based life and whatnot, but I personally agree that, like, I th- think that life, maybe, is pretty, uh, life is actually probably pretty rare in the universe, but I, I think, but I do think it's out there. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's, like, everywhere, like I'm saying Star Wars, like on every single planet, but yeah. And i don't f- i think carbon-based life like us is kind of the universe's you know magic magic trick you know like it yeah this kind of life works and i think this kind of life would exist elsewhere because the because mo- the sort of molecules that that led to us they uh, they ar- arise spontaneously in space you know like exactly yeah. amino acids and other organic compounds are found on comets and in molecular clouds yeah. and things like that they And and many universes that don't even exist on Earth, they find them elsewhere in the universe, you know?
1: Yeah, in the universe, yeah, I mean the elements that made up life on Earth, they are actually also the, just happen to be the most common elements in the universe, so... Exactly,
0: so, Yeah. the universe takes the path of least resistance, and if it's, and it uses what's easiest, so, and what's easiest is just the most abundant elements, and that's what's in us, you know, the carbon, hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, Mm. phosphorus, and sulfur, you know? Yeah. Those are the those are the big ones that make us up, and they're the most among the most common elements in the universe. Yeah, but, uh, but I don't I'm, think the universe is going to go out of its way to do anything that's too exotic because no. it's just not easy.
1: No, but it, it's possible. You know, I would I would love to learn about these this alternative kind of life forms, but um, for now, I'm just oh, going to focus right. on, on the on the the narrow field, and maybe you know look, you know, um, browse around the edges, like for example, the floating life on Venus. And talking about floating yep. life you know there, there might actually be life on on gas giants maybe there's life on, on jupiter yep. in the clouds exactly. somehow. Absolutely. I, have you ever heard of uh, floating structures
0: Floating yeah. structures are, that are strands of strands of creatures that have arisen on jupiter native to jupiter yeah that form who knows like continent-sized just <laughs> masses of, all, of you know of all colonies like, like we have giant fungal organisms here on earth that are yeah. sometimes thousands of kilometers wide. Yeah, but, and and it's similar similar kinds of things could exist elsewhere, like colonial yeah. or or collectors of of organisms, you know, on other places that have never even seen like land because they're like, entirely airborne or yeah. entirely in water,
1: underwater, you know. But they could themselves, you know, if they're large enough, they could be ecosystems of their own. You know, have you ever heard exactly. of a yeah, Carl... they could be like a... yeah? Have you ever heard of Carl Sagan's? Uh... Yeah. Proposed, yeah, you must have heard of, of, of these balloon-like life forms, I'm actually making yeah, yeah, these nice, huge nice, nice. balloons, you know, these these continent science balloons floating mm-hmm. organisms, or maybe yeah. you know, conglomerates of organisms, yep. and on top of those you would actually yeah. have some well, kind like of that, land right? life, some kind of land life, like, I'm thinking yep. of doing a video yep. on that at some well, stage.
0: It's similar to whales, whales in the oceans here. Like a whale is a massive organism yeah. and it ha- sort of harvests its own ecosystem. It's got little barnacles and shells and little mites and things, and birds come down to rest on its back. And a, and it's actually home to other creatures, you know. The same way our bodies are home to like other creatures that we don't even know about, like bacteria yeah. and whatnot.
1: Yeah, and we have
0: each an in, individual the water ecosystem
1: yeah there are, there are mites and, and worms crawling all over our body and inside our body <laughs> we're not aware of yeah, every one of us
0: is a, is a walking ecosystem you know like, yeah. it is so it. who's to say that that sort of thing doesn't happen elsewhere in, in, yeah. in the gas giants or on water worlds or yeah. who knows? you know like europa for example there's an ocean that's a hundred miles deep or 100 kilometers deep i always get the miles and kilometers mixed up but it's it's pretty deep yeah right and there's no things living down there that can never see land or any kind of solid structure ever, you know. They no between yeah. the, the surface of Europa and the icy crust above, there's all this water, and these things may live their entire lives in just dark mm-hmm. water, you know. Who, yeah. who knows?
1: Yeah, I would, I, I'm really, I'm uh, really hoping they're going to look at, you know, look at Europa or some of the other yeah. icy moons of, of the gas giants some more because. Uh, for those yeah, of you who haven't, I think a lot of people already heard, heard of these ideas, but just to clarify, um, you know, you've got these moons around the, the gas giants and they are covered with, with ice, but they've discovered that beneath the ice there's actually uh, liquid water. So the idea is that, you know, there might salty be light liquid water there. too. It's salty, even, yeah. Briny. Yeah. So lots of goodies. Briny water, yeah. Lots of lots goodies.
0: A, a, lots of wholesome goodness for the. For the life to eat and live on yeah. and sustain itself and if you're in magnetic fields there's this there's, there's tidal tidal as frictional heating yeah. and i found molecular hydrogen on the enceladus so that's a sign there's yeah likely to be hydrothermal vents on enceladus you know
1: yeah and i'm fascinated by those dark brown streaks on uh, i think it was europa you know those cracks in the ice yeah. that, that's just some of these brown uh, deposits icy, you know, the surface, yeah. yeah maybe that is just you know living matter or, you know, or who knows exactly. Normally doesn't oh, matter.
0: Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's kind of a good time to be alive in a way because all this cool stuff waiting to be discovered, you know, and, we, and we're yeah. able to look, to go out and, and discover it now,
1: you know? Well, yeah, but that's, you know, that thought, I think for a hundred years ago, they also thought it was a great time to be alive because, well, May, okay. Yeah. That, was, that was World War One. okay. Let's just say 120 years ago, people probably thought it was a great time to be alive because, you know, we had all this progress and in, in, in technology. Yeah. And they thought they, yeah. they, they had reached the summit of their of human new, civilization. New countries
0: waiting to be discovered, new islands to yeah. be discovered, new, new peoples to be discovered. Uh, yeah, mm. I guess that's always been a bit of an age of exploration. I like, this is a new age of exploration. But yeah,
1: but maybe a hundred years from now, then maybe we, or maybe two hundred years, maybe that is a great time to be alive because then we're finally getting out to other planets outside our solar system. Maybe we have discovered life. You know, that would be fascinating so Uh, absolutely yeah i think think yeah (laughs) Yeah. i think we're 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 in the goldilocks zone of our history at the moment but there have been many goldilocks yeah exactly
0: that's actually a good analogy i think right now we're sort of right now in a way it's kind of this is kind of might be as good as it gets you know
1: Mm -hmm. Um, mm-hmm yeah yeah. you know what actually wasn't there something about pluto maybe also having liquid water and beneath the ice maybe there's even life on pluto
0: even as Moon Charon, might has, has oh, really? they believe, has a, a subsurface ocean of some of sorts. I mean they're finding subsurface oceans everywhere, like the, the dwarf planet Ceres in the asteroid belt. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um those those bright spots that you may have seen in the photographs yeah. that, that were festooned all over the, the news and the social media a little bit, the bright shiny spots in that, that crater on Ceres, they they believe be like or or, or get or, or salts, you know, leaching up from cryovolcanoes or ice volcanoes. Well, up yeah. from this, yeah. this, this, this
1: ocean on Ceres, you know, the water
0: is just everywhere.
1: It's yeah, you know? everywhere. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, maybe it's it's as simple as, as that. Maybe as, as long as there's fluid water, there is life. You know, if that is, if, if we find out that that is the case, then that would be really positive. Or maybe yeah. life is, you know, panspermic, it's being spread around through meteorites and, and, all of the life at least in our own solar yeah. system may be related to each other if, if some somewhere deep in you know, the. i'm part. a big fan of the pants theory yeah. yeah i'm a big fan of pants yeah we, we... yeah
0: i think yeah you're right at the water though, and i think liquid water is the important distinction like water can exist you know mm. it can be like water vapor or ice. <laughs> nothing can happen it has to be liquid because liquid water makes things happen you know like it it allows for plate tectonics it allows for a you know, climate and a hydrological cycle it allows for Life has you know, as a solvent in, in liquid
1: form. Yeah,
0: you know, like it has to be liquid. And if liquid water is anywhere, then at least life has a, a has a chance of appearing there. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah. But then you know, it would it be interesting to look outside of our solar system because there are options in our own solar system. But you know, we don't have a second Earth. But yeah. we may have no. a second Earth in 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 uh, well, obviously, in other solar systems in the galaxy, in, in the the countless of other galaxies that 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 we know exist. But, but maybe even exactly. just it's two, the ones... worst...
0: galaxies, estimated yeah. 3 trillion galaxies in the universe. And in this galaxy alone, is about a hundred billion planets. Yeah. But well, I reckon each, each star, most or 99% of star systems have, have, a, have a, at least one planet orbiting them, you know? So I, I find it hard to believe that, that we're it, you know?
1: Yeah, me too, yeah. But the question is, you know, is life like we have on Earth, Is if that is the, the optimal thing? Or maybe life around a red dwarf? Or maybe life you know yep. are on a super earth with they actually there, you know we've been talking about plate tectonics i've heard some ideas by by some scientists saying that well actually maybe super earths are even better for life because you know they're this so much larger than they're also more geologically active and you've got even more plate tectonics you'd say. And, and more dynamism in, in the crust and uh, yeah i don't know the problem is that the, you've got the, all these interesting speculations, but we don't really know for sure yeah. unless we actually get out yeah. there and look at these planets. You know,
0: but, uh, I mean, we can speculate all we want, we can we can model all we want, we can use computers all we want to model these things, but until we actually get out there and, and get out of a spaceship and touch touch the ground on these planets, we do we can't know, you know.
1: Yeah, because in one of my videos I mentioned water planets, uh and and uh, for uh, I mentioned Proxima B, uh Centauri. Yeah, it. yeah. water planet I video that one. And uh, Watch it kids. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and you know, and I've been I've been speculating, you know. Okay, well, you know, there are a lot of people saying life or, or planetary life on, on around red dwarfs. There is actually uh, there are a lot of people saying that red dwarfs they're not very good for life. Mm, red dwarfs cool. uh, for the planets around yep. them. But, but, but yeah some are, some are, Yeah. But we don't really know. You know, we have to visit those planets and look look at them up close. Maybe it's maybe we've we've missed some factor mm. or. Underestimated something or yeah, I
0: don't know exactly. Well life, life exists in so many environments on earth Like it's been found like in in the clouds. It's been found deep in the earth's crust where nothing is, is supposed to live at all And the funny thing about the earth's crust too is that um It's believed that a lot of water on earth came from outer space in the form of comets and asteroids and the impacts and stuff But um, there's actually a lot of water in deep down as well
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, several oceans worth apparently and um look yes in a sense, can can create its own water, so that could be a source of our water too. But there's a lot of water down, way, way, way down, in the you know, what, really far down beneath the crust in the crust. Yeah. So, life, life just kind of finds every every rule in the book, and it just breaks them and just keeps going on. That's that's what it does, you know. So I've, you know, it could be anywhere, like around these these locked planets, trapped around red dwarf stars with with crazy radiation. They, you know, like, like it's just yeah we, we can't say we can't say where life doesn't, doesn't exist because life keeps breaking the rules that we make for it
1: yeah yeah but we're, we're still right. in, in this um the, 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 moment, the moment we discovered life on another planet you know maybe europa or maybe even be the clouds of venus then we have mm. a better idea and then we also can see if it's related somehow through panspermia or not if it's you know if it's evolved on its own that makes it even stronger case for you know life being everywhere because then it must be really Mm. easy for life to evolve
0: but also when it's when it's related yeah
1: yeah, then then it Mm. could also be easily spread around which is also you know that might also mean that life might be must be everywhere
0: like at the the, the process of, of lithopanspermia where you know like uh impacts on, a, on one planet send ejecta into space and they, they reach another planet so for example martian meteorites reach earth all the time you know or have in the past you know who's to say yeah. that that hasn't happened over the course of the history of the solar system you know the solar system is very old and the planets formed fairly early in the piece. and life apparently according to some theories appear, you know arose on earth pretty pretty quickly like they found fossils now that are yeah, you know, four around four billion years old. Yeah, it's only four and a half billion years old. Four point six billion years old. I mean, who, yeah, it, and actually- know, All these you've got these impacts and heavy yeah. bombardments and the late, in the late heavy bombardment phase of our of our solar system history. Exactly. Who's to say like an interchange between planets? You know, billion on the piece.
1: Yeah, yeah, and and the, the heavy bombardment—you know—that if there was any life before that, then it was obliterated again. But then it—it's re-evolved. Probably, yeah. Then it re-evolved, or maybe it just yep. fell back. Well, from... said, okay. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, you—you—you you did, yeah. you, you did mention that. So I'm—I'm um, still very optimistic for life on other planets. But I just really love to see it. I just i am right. not sure if we're gonna—we're gonna experience experience it in our own lifetimes. You know, well. I don't know. We've got. I was there friendly. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm going to get the answer in my lifetime. So we're just going to have to fantasize yeah. and speculate and have fun with our respective channels.
0: Keep watching good science fiction. Yeah. And yeah, like you say, our channel is working on just getting other people interested and in thinking about it. That's, that's all I try to do, you know. But yeah, your channel is pretty nice. I've been a fan of that since. Thanks. Yeah. For, for a while now. But no, it's good. It's just polished and, and nice to look at. And, just, you know, you've got a lot to say. I like, your, I like your, your alien analysis stuff the most, I've got to
1: say. Yeah, I, I'm focusing more on, you know, I, I don't get many videos out. I'm just trying to focus on, on giving every single mm. video as much as I can, which is kind of holding me mm. back. Hard. But, um, yeah. That's just, but I really yeah. enjoyed yeah. watching your channel, and I really enjoyed that there's another astrobiological channel out there. You know, there's a lot of good astronomical yep. channels, but, um, but we need something more... Focused on, on on astrobiology and be maybe a bit more you know, speculative. Yeah, there are yeah. many out there, man. Yeah, there are many.
0: The videos. Since I kind of like um, changed the look of the channel a few months back, um, and turn and changed the name to Astrobiology, but what's called Ben's Lab, as you, as you would be aware. But um, newcomers to the channel wouldn't know that. But um, I've done. It's still tend to focus mainly on the astro astronomical stuff, but. The, I need to provide a framework for the astrobiological stuff, which I'm going to look at later on as uh, as I've my videos. I plan to do stuff on uh, life on Earth and uh, early life on Earth and, um, you know, plate yeah. tectonics and planetary processes that, you know, that are necessary for life, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, how that could uh, be applied to other planets. I want to look at exoplanets as well, you know, like conditions there. I can be a bit speculative with the exoplanet videos, you know, I can sort of. Do like a what if type video? What's out there? Yeah. Um, what, what are your what, what are your plans in the future? I mean, what what sort of things oh. do you?
1: Oh, I got so many plans. It's it's frustrating. I uh, um, I'm not. Ah. I, I wanna you know well, actually my Subnautica video that got really popular. So I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna have to do a lot of follow up videos on on my most popular ones like the one on Subnautica um maybe i'm also actually uh, I'm, I'm also working on a new video on, on the vikings in north america yeah. follow up
0: yeah the popular one so
1: so um, yep. yeah so um i got lots of plans but lots of not not a lot of time to work on on anything
0: no. but,
1: Same, uh, but, but, yeah but but it's, it it's working it's it's coming So yeah,
0: That's That's what we do, right? uh, uh, We just kind of yeah, it's it's
1: it's so much fun. I just recently found out that you know there are these two things I love the most. That is, you know, making videos and taking care of my family. You know, providing and and taking care of them. And Mm. they don't combine very well because (laughs) doing videos have to lock myself into the office. So uh, yeah, it's you know what I really enjoy because you know we don't, I don't think we get to see life on other planets probably not so uh, but um, but we, we can get to indulge with these hobbies of ours and that must be good enough yep. so on that thought I think I want to uh, wrap up the the, the hangouts and then uh, yep. it's really nice talking with you Ben because I can really sense your enthusiasm and and I got I got smitten too I'm good get, I'm getting enthusiastic about the whole subject myself it's it's just Sorry. really it's a really fun thing to to talk up with you about, and uh, it's it's very oh, cool. That I, we, I would uh,
0: chat again. I love chat again.
1: Yeah, we should maybe try it again, but uh, let's. Maybe, yeah. And uh, let's 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 see if the viewers also like this, so we can just do more of these kind of little hangouts, and discuss.
0: Yes. How did I? How's it? But uh,
1: but I do think we did cover a lot of space, so maybe you have to pick a, a different topic, maybe a more specific topic. Well, we'll see.
0: Yeah, this. would be a a good. Fast polling topic. So yeah, this would be maybe very maybe the next chat. Maybe the next chat we could just yeah, like I say, just focus on a particular, on <laughs> niche area of astrobiology and just talk about that for a bit. Yeah, if, maybe if we do want to chat again, which i would like to do.
1: You know, this gives me the, maybe I should put up a poll. You know, I'm gonna maybe gonna be, let's let's yeah. write together on some topics and then we're gonna make a poll of it and then the viewers can can yeah. vote on what we could talk about. So
0: yeah, yeah it might, well, anyways, we can work together on some things, I don't
1: know. Yeah, but um, thank you everyone for watching this or hearing this rather. Um, yeah. So uh, you please check out Ben's Ben's, please check out Ben's channel because he, he he needs his channel needs a little more love and, and attention because I don't know what's going on with with YouTube nowadays. Uh, we I should. We
0: I'm, I'm doing it for the love of it because my channel has, my channel has been hasn't been monetized. It won't be for a while because I haven't got the views up. So.
1: No by the I'm way, yeah but you're doing very yep. good on Facebook, opposed to mine. I, I I had this Facebook page for I don't know how long but nobody's really hanging out there. So you got a little audience over there, that's very good. Yeah I'm doing well, Um, yeah I've got a little
0: astrobiological Facebook group which is growing okay it's, it's a lot of fun so having a lot of interesting chats with people about all kinds of stuff but uh, a lot of all the astrobiology oriented so. If anybody wants to hop on over there and take a look, that'd be great. Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, I'll put some links in in the description and put up some cards. uh, So please check it out. And uh, let's just have a lot of fun speculating on things that we may never get to see, but we can imagine. Okay, thanks.
0: Yeah, well, that's right. I mean, the channel, the, our, our channel, yeah, I, I don't know if my channel will ever be anything, but I'm just right now doing it for the love of it. And I just, it's, it's been my life's work to, to talk about science with people. So this is a way I'm doing it. And I think it's reaching some people. So it's reaching you and I'm, I want to thank you for having me on this little chat today, you know? It's been great. Well, it's been great to have you on. Whether you listen to it or not, you know? It's, yeah, thank you, it's been awesome. So, you know, yeah. thanks for including me. I feel like one of the big kids now.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm a, I'm a <laughs> small fry myself still, but, uh, yeah, there, there's, there's always wow. uh, in Dutch. We've got this expression, uh, boss over boss. There, there's always someone bigger. There's always one, someone smaller. Yeah. So, that, that reminds me of that one, the phantom, there's always a the bigger fish, <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. uh, yeah. Anyway, thanks everyone for watching. Ben, it's been great to have you on and, um, Let's find some topics to uh, let's put up a poll and see what we can talk about next time. No worries, definitely great. We're okay, all thank you. Thank you. Bye bye.